The Old Testament reading for this morning as we begin our season of Back to the Basics goes back to the beginning in Genesis, beginning in chapter 1, verse 1. It is written, First this, God created the heavens and earth, all you see, all you don't see. Earth was a soup of nothingness, a bottomless emptiness, an inky blackness. And God's spirit brooded like a bird above the watery abyss. God spoke light, and light appeared. And God saw that light was good and separated light from dark. And God named the light day, and God named the dark night. And it was evening, and it was morning, day one. God spoke sky in the middle of the water, separate water from water, and God made sky. God separated the water under sky from the water above sky, and there it was. God named sky the heavens, and it was evening, it was morning, day two. God spoke separate, water beneath heaven, gather into one place, land appear, and there it was. And God named the land earth. God named the pooled water ocean, and God saw that it was good. God spoke, earth, green up, grow all varieties of seed-bearing plants, every sort of fruit-bearing tree, and there it was. Earth produced green seed-bearing plants, all varieties and fruit-bearing trees of all sorts, and God saw that it was good. And it was evening, it was morning, day three. God spoke lights, come out, shine in heaven's sky, separate day from night, mark seasons and days and years, lights in heaven's sky to give light to earth, and there it was. And God made two big lights, the larger to take charge of day, the smaller to be in charge of night. And God made the stars. God placed them in the heavenly sky to light up earth and oversee day and night to separate light and dark. And God saw that it was good and it was evening, it was morning, day four. And God spoke, swarm ocean with fish and all sea life, birds fly through the sky over earth. And God created the huge whales, all the swarm of life in the waters and every kind and species of flying birds. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, prosper, reproduce, fill ocean, birds, reproduce on earth. And it was evening, it was morning, day five. And God spoke, earth, generate life, every sort and kind, cattle and reptiles and wild animals, all kinds. And there it was, wild animals of every kind, cattle of all kinds, every sort of reptile and bug. And God saw that it was good. And God spoke, let us make human beings in our image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself. And every animal that moves on the face of the earth, God created human beings. God created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. God created the male and female, and God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill earth, take charge. Be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air, for every living thing that moves on the face of the earth. 
And then God said, I've given you every sort of seed-bearing plant on earth and every kind of fruit-bearing tree, given them to you for food, to all animals and all birds, everything that moves and breathes. I give whatever grows out of the ground for food. And there it was. And God looked over everything God had made, and it was so good, so very good. And it was evening, it was morning, day six. And heaven and earth were finished down to the last detail. And by the seventh day, God had finished God's work. And on the seventh day, God rested from all God's work. And God blessed the seventh day. God made it a holy day, because on that day, God rested from God's work, all the creating that God had done. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? O loving creator, make in us something new. Save us from anything that might hold us back. Be in us and be with us. For we thank you for this new day. Now may the words of my mouth and the attitudes of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Where do you come from? You know, it's a question that we ask from childhood through adulthood. And I think it's one of the ways that we attempt to get to know other people. Where are you from? Where do you live? Who are your people? We tell our stories to help identify where we are from. Now the people who wrote these ancient books we have bound together in one volume and called the Bible didn't think that they were writing textbooks. They were writing about the experience of the holy in their life. And perhaps especially in the Old Testament, what that experience was like in the life of a whole people. And they use different kinds of expression to describe their experience of the sacred of the holy, as we do when we try to express ourselves about these things that matter to us. Poems, ancient folk tales, angry letters, legal documents and records, psalms, and we could go on. Also please note about this wonderful book, that the ordering of the books within it didn't happen until after they were written. So Genesis, folks, is not the oldest book of the Bible, even though it is about the beginning of things. If you were to get out a Bible and read the first four chapters, you would notice right off the bat that in Genesis there are two different accounts of creation, one right after the other. And it shows us that there were two stories that people told about how the world came to be the way that it is, and that those who compiled the books didn't feel the need to pick one over the other. That is how they approached the project. 
not as a compilation of historical fact, but as a statement of important truth. You see, two truths were twice as important as one. So they've left us with both. And that's how it is with these ancient texts. They come from different societies and different eras. And the people who put them together considered them important. And they weren't about to throw things out. So, people who live in different centuries are different from each other. They believe and do different things. If I were to add my thoughts to a sermon by John Wesley, you would know when John left off and Clark began. And I believe that the Bible is just like that. It's a part of the joy of reading it, finding the different strands of tradition in these ancient writings. You can't transform yourself into an ancient person. That just happens. <laughs> and you can't pretend not to know the things that you know. You live in a time when the Holocaust is still a pretty recent memory. The biblical notion of the Jews as the chosen people cannot mean for you the same thing that it did for the ancient Israelites. They looked at what happened in history and they interpreted it. And we must do the same. There is really no way around it, folks. You have to interpret. We do it any time that we read a book. People always have. Before the Civil War, pulpits throughout the South rang with defenses of slavery. And Bible verses were spouted as evidence that the buying and selling of human beings was God's will. We don't do everything that people used to do. And there will come a day when people no longer will do some of the things that we do now. Thank God. And knowledge and principles, they evolve over time. And the constant through the passage of time is change. Kent Bijou wrote this poem I'd like to share it with you. It goes like this. She looks at me with half-closed eyes, as if to pierce my soul. The sounds she makes are strong and firm, for one just moments old. With skin still soft from life's ordeal, she muscles up a whine. Small fingers reach, yet never touch, but sure they will in time. For life's begun, and all is new, so many things to learn. She's not the first one, nor the last. We've each once had our turn. So I ask you again this morning, where do you come from? 
This week's reading from Genesis is also a beginning story. It's an origin story. And as such, it gives us some ground into which we can plant ourselves. So what can we truly know? Where do we come from? We come from a God who sees. We come from a God who pays attention. A God who's not in a hurry. We come from a God who really sees. We come from a world that is inherently good. Marcus Borg wrote, and I quote, Genesis affirms the world as the good creation of the good God. All that is, is good. So God saw everything that God had made, and indeed it was good. We come from a God who makes new things. God created something new every day. Every morning that you wake up, you wake up to something that never was before or ever will be again. God makes new things each and every day. We come from the morning and the evening, the light and the darkness. And we come from a God who put God's mark on us. And the creation story reminds us that God marks us on our very being. Now whatever it means, we have the likeness of God imprinted in us. And then we come from a God who rests. And the day that God rested was pronounced as holy and God blessed that day. And that's the very beginnings where we come from. I am very interested in science. And I'm much taken with the progress that has been made recently with the discovery of the Higgs particle or the Higgs boson. I am really intrigued by the notion that even the seemingly empty spaces in our universe are in fact full I think I've told you before my fascination with stars. But as cool as that all is, I am really blown away by the space that exists between them. And the discovery of the Higgs particle has allowed folks to come to understand that there is an otherwise invisible background field that fills empty space. Things are held together in a really incredible way. Now, I'm not a physicist, and I know that it's very dangerous for me to even try to relate to you what I think I kind of understand. But I just bring it up for this reason. These facts, they don't threaten my faith, and they don't take away from the story of creation. 
For the creation story is ultimately about the creation of a relationship between God and God's creation. We can now be relatively certain that the earth came from something. And I would put forth that even the ancients recognized this. Because chaos existed, God's spirit brooded over a watery abyss, and order started to take shape with each word uttered. It wasn't something from nothing, but rather something from something. And in my little pea brain, it all works together. And it can easily be true to truths, which are truer than one. I do know this for sure. When someone next asks you where you come from, your truest answer is the very best of beginnings. I really pray that you have a blessed and holy day of rest.